Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's, that's where it all starts. Because it all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keuchel Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner... Hello, White Sox fans. Welcome into the Sox on Tap post game show. It's another three way action tonight. Johnny Nani here alongside Tony Marchese, NWI Steve, discussing a sweep of the Cubs on the north side. Feels good, boys. Crack them. Victory beers are flowing very nicely tonight. Cheers. Cheers. Good fucking excellent game. It's always great to beat the Cubs. It is always great to beat the Cubs, guys. Thank you for joining me in, in the uh, on tap headquarters tonight. So we're feeling good. Feeling good. Hey, yo, it is just too sweet. That's the title of this episode. It is just too sweet. White Sox sweep the mini two-game series against the Cubs with a 4-3. Bit of a nail-biter tonight, boys. Uh, but our Sox, despite not adding on some insurance runs late, they get it done. Um, how about balls? I'm Matt Foster. Uh, we'll get into him a little bit more later. But, man. Overall, the lockdown job at the end there, uh, that's got to feel good. It does. It feels amazing to get through that inning. I think, you know, we were pretty nervous in the garage when Bummer came out for that inning. Uh, I think that if there's one pivotal moment in this ball game, guys, it has to be, you know, just getting through that inning. Aaron Bummer obviously had some issues. Uh, we were a little uncertain as to whether or not we should have seen another inning of Kendall Graveman, but overall, get through it. Matt Foster gets the job done. Is there, a, is there a wheelbarrow big enough for Matt Foster's balls right now? <laughs> I mean, the only person that he may be able to ask about that is uh, Randy Marsh. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we're at right now, boys. We're feeling high. We're feeling good. We're flying high after this dub uh, here tonight. Um, White Sox set the tone early in this one. Pito, Steve, your pick the click coming through. You'll love to see that. Listen, you know, talked about this, said, hey, it, it's time for him to start getting going here, start driving the baseball. Saw him put one in that little fucking Mickey Mouse basket bullshit that that ballpark's got going over there. It's a real shame when it comes back to bite him in the ass. You know, Jose Abreu, we haven't seen enough MVP shit from yet this year. He loves hitting at Wrigley Field. Loves hitting at Wrigley Field. I hope this gets him going. You definitely want to see that because, listen, he gets this thing going. We, we've seen, you know, throughout the course of his career since he's been in a White Sox uniform, as the weather starts to heat up, he definitely starts to heat up in accordance with that. And, listen, this team's had some trouble scoring some runs here. You get the big man going in the middle part of that order, driving the baseball here. It's going to be 80 degrees at home at 35th and Shields next Monday when this team returns back. Let's get that power stroke going again, baby Pito. Oh, yeah, I, I think what's best about that is it's not like he's gotten off to his cold start in terms of uh, really driving the ball. 
because he's done that so far. It's just not found grass or not found the seats. Uh, so obviously you see it find the basket tonight, the Miss Mickey Mouse uh, field that we were in tonight, Steve, uh, as you like to refer to it. So uh, you can see Pedo set the tone, hashtag set the tone shirts available on tap sports at bigcartel.com. You can get them. Uh, be like our guy, Matt, uh, in the comments. Regular there. Love to see him rocking that thing tonight. And Pedo did set the tone. Boys, this was a uh, home run heavy early uh, game here because in the bottom of the second, um, after Schwindel walks, uh, Nico Horner blasts one out to left field. And then uh, Patrick Wisdom gets a hold of a fastball that Giolito left out over the plate. What happened with Giolito here in the second inning? Because we were commending him for a very nice first inning. And then second inning, what happened here? What's filed out of control? Got thrown enough strikes, Johnny. Just you gotta, you gotta get the ball in. What's what's throwing, what's throwing more strikes? Throwing more strikes than balls is gentlemen tough. We we know this. We what, what's this the one thing I talk about on a night in and night out basis on this show? Please, someone from the crowd, feel free to answer. Dude, throw strikes. Thank you. Get ahead. Throw strikes. Get ahead. It's it's doesn't take rocket appliances to figure it, it out. Every single night. Yeah. We talk about it every single night. Got in. We got into some trouble, but. Overall, I think the bounce back from this was something that, you know, I, I was happy. With. Yeah, it, we'll, was talk happy. About, we'll talk about the reason for the bounce back in a second here. But let's, let's move on to the next scoring, and that came in the top of the fourth. Luis Robert uh, starts off with a one-out double. Uh, he got his Monty Grandall, follows with the single. And then uh, Gavin Sheets beating the shift uh, with two outs there. RBI single to tie this baby up. Uh, he's talked about this approach and doing that when they're going to shift them heavy like that with uh, three guys on the right side of the infield. Tony, your guy. you got to love to see it. I do. I love it. I your love, baby boy. I love, <laughs> I love when players beat the shift. I absolutely love it. It's one of the coolest things. Uh, hitting the ball the other way is just such a lost art form, uh, especially in today's baseball. Um, he's not putting the ball out of the ballpark, which kind of upsets me. I've said that a couple times now. Haven't been going Gavin Sheets pick the click for a little while, but have you had a father son talking with him? We, we haven't. The last time I spoke to him, he <laughs> was wishing me happy birthday. Um, and we really haven't cash that confirmed. We, we haven't really spoken since. I might have to put a word into our guy Berger telling him, you know, get in and get in Gavin's ear and you know, let's let's hit a home run here. So, you know, you know, all this talk you guys saw there's only home run. We did. Cash day confirmed. Granted, right. it was garbage time, but we did see the fireworks that you requested. Yeah, I requested the I fireworks. I delivered them I for you. Guys were going to get them. Yeah. I haven't seen them yet, though. Yeah, you know, it's funny, though. You hear all this talk about banning the shift and Rob Manfred, the guy who hates baseball more than anyone on the planet, but he's in charge of the fucking game, talking, you know, working to ban the shift. That's what you do, okay? You see the defensive alignment out there. You have a two-strike count. You shorten up. You change your approach. And you find a fucking hole. That is the mm -hmm. essence of this game, not this bullshit about oh we have to we have to ban the shift. We have to have more balls in play for people that don't like baseball anyway. Fuck you. Play the game that way. Find a hole. Gavin Sheets got the job done. Dare I say, opportunistic? It was. It was. That was very opportunistic at that point, boys. I, I got so excited about that. I skipped over my guy, Larry Legend, uh, with the yes. home run as well. That was part of that home run brigade uh, that came between those first three innings there. So good to see him drive the ball out. Uh, pretty wild to think that he is ahead of Yasmani Grandal in home runs this year. Another one in the Mickey Mouse basket. Yep. I was, I was going to say, guys, Larry Garcia at this point, for how much Larry slander there has been this year, lately, he's getting the job done. He's not and playing as frequently, and I think that's a good thing. That is a good, a good thing. thing. He's getting the job and done. Like you said, 
getting the job done when called upon. Um, I think even that one that he hit out, uh, granted, that was in a loss, but uh, that was a wind howling in day as well. Uh, on a crappy weather day, we've got a million of those so far this season. But uh, good to see him. Hey, guess what? If the basket's there, take advantage of it. Both Pito and Garcia did tonight. So know know your surroundings. Know your elements. It's like, hey, in hockey, Tony, you know, knowing where the puck's going to bounce off the boards in certain rinks, right? Yep. You have to. Yeah. And, you, hey, if you're playing in Wrigley Field and you got a basket and you're Lurie Garcia and you can hit one out, go ahead and do it. Yeah, he struck, he struck it pretty well, too. Yeah. I, will, I will give him credit for that. He, he did struck it pretty well. Uh, and uh, we, we, we got to clarify something here. We, we need to there's no way that Lori Garcia and Nick Madrigal are the same height. Uh, we'll get to the yes. Madrigal height play later in this game, but let's go. They're both listed at what, like five seven yes. on the on the official roster. How is that? That's bad? yeah. It's it's it's, it's, it's not. Bob, it's not. It's you. not. Yeah. So uh, we, we'll we'll get to a little bit of that former White Sox uh, players talk later in this one, but let's talk about the reason for why. Lucas Giolito was able to settle it down. He had a nice stretch of what retiring, uh, excuse me, striking out five of six batters. And what was that, the fourth, the fifth, or fifth, sixth? Yeah, fourth, fifth inning there. Um, Lucas Giolito getting a shot. You know why it happened? Because we all started ragging on him in the garage. Mm-hmm. We started grinding on him and said, oh, it doesn't feel like he just wants to be out of this, you know, drive that pitch out and be out of this game. And which one of you, which one of you said that? That was, uh, that was me. That was you. I, 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 I had the mindset talk. Because well, hey, we're we're going to get into mindset you, more later. This, but You had some things to say. I, I, yeah. I, I, I got a couple, two, three things to say. You know, last night uh, on a little broadcast there, somebody was slandering the changeup. <laughs> How was Lucas Giolito recording all these strikeouts today, Anthony? He was yeah, the changeup was working. Yeah, yeah the changeup was working. Was. I'll, I'll say the the pitches, the the, the changeups were sexy. There was some changeup form going on here. They were I, sexy. I'm glad, I'm gonna I'm be glad honest, you got your rocks on. I, look, I'm going to be honest. I had some funny feelings happening in my nether regions with all those changeups, and I got really excited. I'm not. I'm not sorry. I'm. I'm just. You know. I'm more a fan of the fastball. We established that last night. But hey, whatever gets the job done, I'm okay with. Yeah, it did, did, did work well after that. Obviously, it was the uh, second inning issues uh, where we obviously saw in the results uh, a couple of balls uh, leaving the ballpark on Lucas Giolito. Let's close the book on him: five and two thirds, three hits, uh, three earned runs, two walk, ten Ks. Like to see double digit strikeout day boys. Uh, and and I just want to bring this one up. When they brought up that graphic on the game, Johnny, Chris Sale. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's not. Nobody's uh, that's Dylan, a lot of strikeouts. Dylan Cease and Lucas Giolito will be uh, vying for that, but it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while before they approach Chris Sale. I believe his number was what thirty-five. Yeah. Yes, thirty-five double-digit strikeout games is what we're discussing there. Is that cool uh, and tough? That's extremely cool and tough. Hashtag uh, confirmed. Yeah, okay. right. Throw on the AWOL Nation Sale uh, just for that uh, throwback. There, he had some nice outings against the Cubs during his career as well. Um, all right. Let's move on to uh, the more consequential plays later in this game. Obviously, we talked about Gavin Schiff beating the shift uh, to put the White Sox back, or excuse me, uh, that was to tie the game. Now let's go to the top of the six. Uh, Jose Abreu leads off the walk. Robert follows. Boy, how about this at bat? Down 0-2, comes back, draws a walk. Very uncharacteristic, might I add, for a Luis free-swinging Robert. I, I think with this at bat in particular, um, the, the result here is completely evident at the fact that uh, Hendricks did not have a, a, a wipeout slider to go to. I think that was that was something that really was advantageous, and Luis Robert was able to take advantage of that because you've seen it so many one, times. One might say it's opportunistic yes, based on your opponent. Yes. Yeah. So it, this was the perfect spot for him to battle back. You'd like to see that. I'd like to see him take that approach 
going forward in just for the rest of the year, for the rest of his career, be patient up there. Even O2, just a little bit of patience, not trying to go and take that that slider that's in the dirt three feet away from the plate uh, and swinging at that shit. I, I love the restraint here that he showed. You know, the thing with Luis Robert is when he shows selective aggression, that's when he's able to get himself into quality counts, get himself fastballs. And we've seen since you know, the beginning of last year what happens when he gets himself into fastball counts. He's able to inflict severe damage on the baseball. Mm -hmm. So to your point there, Anthony, you know, being able to take pitches, being selective within the strike zone, working the counts, getting yourself into a favorable position to do damage. That's where Luis Robert is going to show the MVP caliber skill set that he has. Yep, love it. So that would set up uh, this next sequence here. Unfortunately, as Monty Grandal grounds into a double play, a 4-6-3 one that uh, takes Luis Robert off the bases. But A.J. Pollock comes up, big spot, loop single, excuse me, loop double. Uh, out into right center, and this one, a little, uh, yeah. Keith Ralph could not get his uh, T-Rex arms on it, boys. Hey, uh, love to see it. You know, it's taking advantage of your opponent. Um, you know, dare I say. Talk, uh, talking about Mickey Mouse all night here, you know. Yeah, <laughs> dare, dare, dare I say that. Woo -hoo, woo -hoo. Yeah, dare, dare I say that uh, the Sox win the trade right there, just in that, that play alone. I mean, you know, listen, you know, Mr. Little Keebler Elf. I mean, if he was just, you know, just a little half of an inch taller and those arms were maybe just a half an inch longer, maybe he makes that play. Yeah, maybe the legs are a little longer. You get some longer strides going out there, too. See, granted, I will say he did have to run a bit. Reach. He did have to run a bit for where that ball was placed. But either way, A.J. Pollock able to find grass there. Not pretty sexy exit velocity off the bat, but guess what? Still it gets the, the job done. And my favorite term here, Tony, that was the game winning. Hit. Yes. Ended up holding as that White Sox take a 4-3 lead uh, in the top of the sixth there. All right. Bottom of the sixth, Giolito, obviously we'd mentioned he was a five and two-thirds outing for him. So he comes out uh, of this one. Reynaldo Lopez on in the relief after throwing one in the series opener. Um, what a catch by Luis Robert running into, once again, a product of the Mickey Mouse field out there. Uh, the bricks straight up. There's no idea. How is, how is the bricks? Still but hey, guys, I, I, still I, I understand. That obviously, at the, initially, everyone it was on the injury scare. But holy shit, what a catch! Um, and this is what the gift that the White Sox have had out with him holding up the R necklace. Uh, roll that damn R, baby. Yeah, you got an R roll. You want an R roll? Yeah, do the people want an R roll right now? I think they do. The people want an R roll. Let me get the pipes ready. Okay, here. you get the you know, pipes ready. You got. You got love when you see Luis. did want to go out and check on him, but he came off under his own power. Obviously, he was rubbing the shoulder a little bit at first, but hey, this guy's a big, strong dude, and it's nice to see him be durable. 
not saying that it's a knock on any past injuries or anything that he's had, but it feels like any little minor tweak. Hell, you saw it running to first base in Cleveland. It was a would, big. Would Eloy have died? Yeah, I think so. I mean, ball? yeah, yeah. RIP. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, I mean, that, that's just where we're at. So, yeah, we got to appreciate that. And like I said, the catch itself uh, taking away that uh, possible double or triple from uh, Wilson Contreras to end that threat in the bottom of the six. All right. Big play. Big Moving play. on, guys. Unfortunately, an unopportunistic scenario here because the White Sox get uh, you know a threat going with Adam Engel leading off the single in the top of the eighth. Uh, Brady strikes out, but Robert follows with a single. Uh, runners move up on a wild pitch. Um, and then Grandal intentionally walked, but A.J. Pollock, you know, he came through earlier in the game. He did end up recording the game when he hit, so you mm-hmm. cannot knock him overall when it's all said and done. But in this moment, you'd love to get some more insurance runs here. You would, and that's, you know, something that could have potentially bit the White Sox in the ass down the road uh, in this ballgame. We talk about opportunistic and being opportunistic all the time. And this was this was a brief moment of frustration in this game for me. I think it was for everybody who was watching it. I think the start of a stretch of at least yeah. uh, on the edge of your seat this year. It, it it did, and I just wish that there was a different outcome there because we'd be talking about a molly whopping of the yeah. Chicago Cubs tonight if he comes through in this situation. Obviously, everybody else gets their job done throughout the rest of this ball game, and you know we come out on top, but. I'm almost at that point now in this White Sox winning streak where I want to start to see. Wait a minute. What was it? Yeah. What was that term that you used? I used used the term winning streak. That's what. Count them out. That is a winning streak. We are on a winning streak. We are on a winning streak. And that's, that's, I'm at the point now where I want to see the blowout win. I want to see the absolute annihilation of an opponent. AJ Pollock comes through there. I think we're talking about a different ball game tonight. Maybe even more beers would be flowing, uh, and just happier vibes throughout the rest of the ball game for everybody who is watching. So yeah. you, you're looking for opportunities there. Again, they got the job done here. I'm being picky, yeah, I, but you know, maybe we don't have I, the Aaron Bummer. I, I, I need to speak on this because AJ Pollock went opportunistic and got job done in that first scenario, as we talked about from the uh, top of the six. But in this top of the ace situation. You know me. I've been I've been on him. I've liked him since he's been in Arizona. I made, I made that clear like a couple of years ago on Twitter.com. Um, and I followed through. And Tony, when he was he came back from the IL, and I was all ready about it. I wrote the article about you know a sight for sore eyes. Great to have AJ Pollock back. And then what does he do? He slumps. And I get it. It's a little bit you know you got to get back into the group. So I said, what did I say? I said I'm going to lay off it. I'm going to lay off all the AJ Pollock stuff. I, I commend you for this. And then you are the most right, impatient. Right. on this couch, right? But I, but I said it's because I think I think it was his Buzz or my guy Buzz would say it was bad juju. I've sent out some, I was sent out some bad juju. Bad, bad as Sean would say some bad vibes towards him. So I laid off a bit, but now um, now that he's come through in a situation after this, I, I can go back and commend him uh, for at least getting the job done and recording the game winning hit tonight. So in a way, opportunistic, but um, I think. When it's in the summer, when it's a little warmer, hell, he's used to playing in Arizona, uh, L.A. for all of his career to date. Um, I think you're going to see that ball uh, driven to a gap, and we're really blowing this thing well, up. you got to remember, too, the guy just so. had a he just had a child, too. Yeah. So wait, how much sleep? That's true. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the, kind of, you know, you know, the counterpoint to that would be to do his work, you know, at a time that would prevent the birth happening in the season. Well, yeah. you know, yeah. some people just don't yeah. schedule them right. right. I mean, you know. That's just not being a team player. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, 
I, I don't. I don't know. Nonetheless, I don't know if yeah. that would qualify setting the tone. Yeah, let, let's uh, let's move on. He boys. wasn't here in spring training. He didn't get your prep talks. Yeah. So. All right, guys. So um, obviously, Kendall Graveman continues to be the grave digger, and uh, you know he did not throw in the series opener uh, at Wrigley, and he comes in tonight, and he has a six pitch inning. Right, and everybody's thinking that okay, that was in the seventh. That was you know real easy inning for him. Thinking he's going to come back out, and I will say this is time for a little TLR, uh, you know, uh, criticism here. Absolutely should have gone back to Graveman, especially uh, based on what went down after this. Well, we talked about this a couple of times over the past week here on the show. Going to Aaron Bummer in a high leverage situation right now, probably not the best idea, just based on prior performance. You had a couple of good outings from him, starting to work his way back. In the um, lower leverage roles. In, yes, in lower leverage roles. And that's exactly what, you know, I, I'm, I'm – We don't discuss it last night. The same group, right? We just discussed this. And then, you know, the, the six-pitch inning, uh, Steve, you brought it up in the garage during this. You've got an off day tomorrow. I mean, I don't like to criticize Tony LaRusso all the time, but I will say I was very surprised yeah. at the move I, to go to Aaron Bummer because – the mood, the, the right. mood when Aaron yeah. Bummer walks out to start that inning yeah. was just—I mean, it was tense. Yeah. What's yeah? Steve, go ahead. Well, go ahead. And the other thing about it though too is where they were at in the lineup. You know, you had Wisdom leading off the inning, then you had the keeper Elf following up him, and then you had Revis, and there was you knew they were automatically going to go to. Do you have a scouting report on the Keebler Elf? Yeah. No, we got Sackside Mike enjoys the Keebler Elf. Love it. Love yeah, it. I mean, he's about he's about four foot six. You know. <laughs> I was told he had a really high baseball IQ. I thought he was the same height as Larry Garcia. Um, that is not confirmed. No, that's not confirmed. No. That's, not, that's, like, that's like a Bob Nightingale. Are we opening there? a socks on tap investigation into this? Well, that's, I feel like we need to. I, I mean, yeah. listen, you know, I've been investigating the Lance Lynn story. You know, that was obviously yeah. a, a long term expose. That I did. If I have to dig into this a little bit, I, think, I feel like we could get some some screenshots of some at bats. We might be able to put them together, yeah, show the heights, the... get it out on an article at ontapsportsnet.com. I think it might be a socks on tap investigate special. Is Lurie Garcia and Nick Madrigal are, are they the same height? <laughs> if that's what we listen, if that's what we got to do, that's what we got to do. Might have to. Yeah. I'm here for the people, if nothing else. So if this is if my investigative journalism has to be put to this use, I will do it. Yeah. I mean, all right. Steve, talk about the situation, though. You had mentioned that so, uh, where we were in the lineup yeah, with the Cubs so, coming so out. It, it, just, it was a little bit perplexing to me to see him go to Bummer in that particular spot there. Um, just like you talked about, the fact that Graveman yeah. had only thrown six pitches in the prior inning, and he has yeah, just been it, burying right-handed what, hitters to this point. Yeah. Uh, it, and it was uh, Sal, White Sox Sal in here says My he wants – Graveman for at least one more batter. I concur with that help. Um, I would try to go with the six out uh, outing there. That that would have been you and I talked about it right when he came out for the seventh. And we we're like, okay, we're going to try to go Graveman for six. Steve, you and I looked at each other and nodded and said, yeah, looks like that's the plan, yeah. right? But that wasn't all right. Let, let's talk about what happened here. Aaron Bummer in obviously in the bottom of the eighth for the Cubs. Wisdom leads off, uh, smokes fastball uh, for a single. Madrigal follows up with a ground ball through the left side for a single. Uh, Wisdom advances to third because that was a hit and run play. Uh, Cubs pinch hit, bring Jan Gomes into the game, another righty. Uh, luckily, he lines out to Timmy there. Uh, that was a big one for Bummer. Um, and I was, you know, we were all on the edge of our seats already there. Uh, but it gets even more because then Tony comes out, grabs the ball from Bummer, brings metal Matt Foster into the ballgame. Um, 
boys. You love it. I, 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 love, I love it. Hey, Matt Foster entered with an 082 ERA. That could have only improved today. Love it. Love bringing in Matt Foster here. He's been nails uh, since he's made his way back into high leverage situations for this White Sox bullpen. Uh, he was kind of the guy that coming into this year, you, you really didn't think he was going to play a big factor into, you know, high leverage spots or even the bullpen really in general, at least in my mind, you're sitting here thinking about guys like Kendall Graveman, Joe Kelly, Bummer, uh, obviously Liam Hendricks, even to an extent at one point in time, Craig Kimbrell. So where was Matt Foster's role in this bullpen? Guys like Jose Ruiz and and Matt Foster have really added themselves at this point to really kind of save what we thought was the quote-unquote super pet. I mean, what are your thoughts here? No, that's absolutely true, and you see that. And you have to see guys kind of come out of nowhere. And I know Foster obviously had the really good season in 2020 in the pandemic-shortened season, but when you – when you've got this long stretch of a season coming up, and particularly this you know brutal schedule that they are right in the midst of here, you need some guys to step up that you weren't necessarily counting on. And to see Matt Foster come out there tonight, and I mean he just he had nuts the size of boulders yeah. tonight. You know, so for him to go out there in that particular situation, just lock things down the way that he did, keep this game where it was at, give them a an opportunity. To be able to close out this thing, I mean that that guy right there. If you're giving out a game ball, that's I was the guy just about to ask. Yeah, yeah. I that, was just about to ask if we're giving out a game ball tonight. To that's usually a, that's game. usually on you, Tony. You you you're, you've been on the game ball duties. So yeah, I think, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm giving it to Matt Foster here. I mean, he came in and got the job done in a tough spot. I mean, that's cool and tough. Yeah, he comes that's in definition. And, right yeah, there. and that, that's uh, Saya Suzuki. Hey. Props to, I mean, I think we need to give a little, you know, granted, we can question the decision of ultimately, you know, not having Graveman back out there for the eighth spot uh, for the coaching staff and for Matt Foster himself, everybody involved uh, with the pitching staff there, uh, Ethan Katz, uh, everybody in the bullpen, um, the analytics guys there, um, because uh, you're attacking Saya Suzuki in what has been an area of weakness for him since the league has adjusted to him with going upstairs with those fastballs up in on his hands, and that's what Foster was able to do early in that bat eventually induces a pop-out foul to Gavin Sheets. Uh, almost did get the Keebler off there yeah, for yeah. a double play. But either high, way, high baseball Ian, IQ though. Ian Happ comes in. Uh, not a favorable matchup in terms of righty lefty here because you're going uh, obviously that Foster on the mound is a righty. Ian Happ a switch hitter, batting from the left side. But hey, he gets him to Kate. Uh, granted, uh, Medville did take second base in the middle of that bat, but that's okay. You give that base up uh, on a changeup early in that count. Um, but then, once again, going with some fastballs and then just absolutely just throws them on the last one. Metal Matt Foster, guys. I'm going to talk to them about the mindset. We all watched this game in the garage, so I wish we did kind of have this live cam going during the game. But we'll bring it to you on the post game here. And I had said, Matt Foster, when you just look at him, look at him in his eyes. He looks like he's got a death stare going. Like, yes. I'm going to take this ball and shove it up your ass. Whereas Aaron Bummer, before, looked like a deer in headlights. You guys concur? Yeah, I, I 100% agree with what you're saying here, Johnny. And this, this is something that we talk about in the Sox on Tap group chat all the time, just body language, how people are responding on the mound when things don't go their way. Uh, Lucas Giolito becomes the target of a lot of this discussion, but right now it's Aaron Bummer. Uh, it, it, there's a confidence factor that goes into this. I don't know where to find that stat on baseball reference or fan graphs, <laughs> Um, when I do figure out how to work fan graphs and baseball reference to figure out 
uh, you know, how they're rating guys' confidence levels and just, you know, being mentally tough in these situations, uh, maybe I can give you guys a number uh, that'll quantify this. But right now, Matt Foster looks phenomenal, and Aaron Bummer looks to be on the low end of yeah, that. Yeah, so I think some. it's B-A-L-L-S uh, and our guy Voodoo07, Matt, a great uh, you know YouTube commenter here, says two. Two is the number with uh, he's got two. Yeah, he's got two B A L L S. Okay, got it. And he dropped them on the Cubs' foreheads. Of course, there we go. I mean, that's that's how you get the job done. Yeah. All right, I love it. All right, Matt Foster gets us out of that jam there. Um, As we go in, Liam Hendricks in for the ninth and locks it down. This guy, hey, I had said what April struggles bring about May dominance for Liam Hendricks. If you remember last year, gave up five home runs in the month of April, came back, had an almost spotless May. Seemed like. and became the reliever of the month in May last year. He is on that trajectory. Granted, I will say, let's take, you know, grain of salt, step back time. And we're only four days into the month of May. So go to miles tomorrow. So we're only four days into the month of May. But as so far with Liam Hendricks coming out in three games in a row here, looking phenomenal. What'd you see? Look, it's, it's about mindset. And you can kind of see Liam has shifted here a little bit. He was kind of getting away from himself during some of those struggles in april here these last three outings you can just see he's kind of got a, a different mindset to him and he's got that fuck you attitude yep. back out there and mm-hmm. as a closer that's yep. something that you really need to have out there yeah. and you have to have a short memory and so it's good to see him do that but more importantly than anything else he's going out there and he's establishing that fastball early and working ahead in counts where have i heard that before i i, I don't know <laughs> Like deja vu, you have a broken record. Deja deja vu. Yeah, I think you got a broken I mean, record. I mean, it's it's, it's almost like there's a blueprint to being successful as a pitcher if you work ahead in counts. It's that's, weird how that works. That's wild to me because I I feel like I've heard it before and I don't know where. I, 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 we talk about this all the time. It's almost to the point where it's cliche, but. You you get to this point. Cliches the, are cliches because they are yes. true. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I've I've got that down here. But <sighs> can Aaron Bummer just start to do that? And how dangerous would this well, you, be you, if he did? You saw his last two outings. He was doing that. Yeah. He was working ahead. Consistent. Hey, consistency. Consistency. We may shoot the shit and be you know if you guys drinking some beers on the couch here, but at the same time, did we not? If you just go back into last night's post-game show, it was the same crew. Granted, we were all remote, so you had the three split video screens. We're all here three-way action for you once again, all in the same room tonight, but we did say the sentiment held true. Yep. The, the, the setting changed, but the sentiment held true, and we had said we'd like to see at least another outing of Aaron Bummer and maybe a lower leverage situation. So, can't say we didn't call for it, but hey, guess what? At the end of the day, got the job done, and I understand process is important, but the results are what we can celebrate. Yeah, and it's so, always great to beat the Cubs. Yes. It's always great to it's beat always, the Cubs. It's always great to beat the Cubs. It's always great to debut a new edit from on tap, Tony. You did a great job with those victory beers, so I hope uh, all of yeah. our socks I have cheer, hey, cheer, here. boys. That debuted. Go, go and check it out. Throw a retweet and go. Show us, your, show us your victory beers. You go to at Socks on Tap on Twitter. Uh, reply with your victory beers. We'll retweet them right away uh, and celebrate along with you um, as we're doing it. That, that's, you know, nothing. Right. It's nothing tastes better than a victory beer. Crack them, and then the socks on tap 
uh, logo with a nice beer glass right below it. Thank you, Tony, for getting that all together. Uh, boys, final thoughts from this game, and then let's move on, look ahead. Obviously, we've got an off day on Thursday, but then we'll look ahead to the weekend in Boston. Uh, final thoughts on this game, though, and let's wrap it up. Final thoughts here for me. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, it, the, the result is all that matters. It's always great to beat the Cubs. Again, broken record here, but uh, I'm, I'm waiting for the offense to fully break out. A couple of opportunities tonight where you could have blown this game wide open. Um, you're, you're looking for that as we go through this stretch that uh, yeah. Steve has talked about so much. Um, I was nervous about this Cubs series a week ago because it would have been absolutely demoralizing for this team to continue playing like absolute dog shit at Wrigley Field this week. Uh, the boys have turned it around a little bit. We're on a winning streak now. Things are looking good, but they can always get better. I'm looking for more improvement as we go on uh, down this stretch here. I, I want to see this continue, especially when we get to Cleveland and, and, and start to hit uh, the, the next gear for this White Sox team. That's what I'm yeah. looking for. That's my final thoughts. For yeah, today. Steve, hit, hit me with them. Not one, not two, but three straight, baby. Go to Boston on Friday. Take care of the ginger socks. Make it four in a row. Win a series out there. 11 and 13, but you're two games under 500. I'm preaching this for the last couple of nights. You got to get to 500 first before you talk about this thing. Twins lost tonight. You're three and a half back. You've got to keep this thing close here, given this stretch of the schedule right now. Keep it close. Keep winning ballgames, winning series. Weather's going to heat up on Monday. Going to be at 35th and Shields. You know, it's going to be softball jersey Monday. <laughs> Get the fucking bats out. Bring the whooping sticks out there and let's light these motherfuckers up and let's get hot. Yes. I've got a I've got a text from Steve somewhere in here that said that this team's gonna be seven or eight games back by next week. And I just can't wait. <laughs> I just can't that has not don't expose be, it. That's gonna be yeah. just too sweet. That has not been hashtag confirmed. It's gonna be just too sweet yeah. to let that I, out on the internet. Yeah, but boys, uh, I'm unfortunately it is much of a pleasure it's been. Um it being Steve, you and I uh taking Monday's show, talking about a winner there. All three of us remotely last night, three-way action talking about a winner. All three of us here together tonight talking about a winner. It's been great. But I will not be with you uh, for this weekend. I will be out of town. So uh, these boys plus Buzz and Sean will have it covered this weekend. But uh, as we lead into Boston, um, I dislike Boston as a city. Um, so I want to see Yasmani Grandal start to heat it up, uh, drop some bombs over uh, into that. You know, there's a short porch right there down the line of right field. Obviously, we know we can put it further. And AJ Pollock won over the Green Monster. Uh, I'm back on my AJ Pollock bullshit, Tony. Officially, it's hashtag back since he got the game winning hit tonight. So I'm back on it. Uh, wait till AJ hits one, and I will pipe up uh, over the weekend. Let's let's move on to that Boston series, though, boys. Uh, Vince Velasquez, the guy who we talked about last night, the guy who set the tone yes. for this nice stretch here from that Saturday game uh, against the Angels was Vince Velasquez. Obviously, we had a little hiccup with Dallas Keuchel in the middle there, but they got back on track after that overall solid baseball. They even had that rally on that Sunday there. Uh, he'll be back on the mound for this Friday night game, obviously a Thursday off day. Um, celebrate Cinco de Mayo with a ton of margaritas, please, everybody. Um, I but, it's pronounced Cinco de Drinco? Yes, yeah, correct. Hashtag confirmed. Uh, but once again, Vince Velasquez, and it'll be Nathan Yavali. So tough challenge uh, for our Sox heading against those Red Sox. 
yeah, I mean, I've got two things to say here, Johnny. One, we brought this up, uh, Buzz and I did on the show after the ball game on Sunday, that ninth inning, uh, where they almost made a miraculous comeback. One thing I said there was you want to see the team build off that. I think they have. Uh, Velasquez comes out the next day, shoves. We're talking about a winning streak tonight. That's fucking cool. Um, winning is cool and tough. We've established that here. But they've really started to take strides forward. I love seeing that. Two, second point, uh, Velasquez, can he build on what he did on, what was that, Monday? Uh, that was Saturday. 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 Can, can he build on what he did on Saturday? You know, the biggest thing, so being in the ballpark that day and really having a good vantage point, watching him work out there, just the depth he had on his slider on that particular afternoon there against the Angels. If he can go out there and if he can have that again, that's going to make things very difficult on the Ginger Sox hitters. So you, you want to see him go out there, really kind of work that in there. And he can be another guy that, if he's got a good feel for it, can pitch backwards, similar to what we have seen from Dylan Cease throughout you know his run to start this season. So that's something I'm going to be be watching for here in this outing against uh, against Boston on Friday. Yeah, he did some like we mentioned some hashtag set the tone work uh, with that outing on Saturday against the Angels. He will need to set the tone for the series because as of right now, um, uh, uh, it is still Dallas Keuchel lined up for Saturday. They have what? not they have not done the DFA as it, all the reasons, all the timing for it. Uh, go and read ontapsportsnet.com and WI Steve. A uh, great column there. But, Your column. But, but it's a TBD. Ooh, yes. It is. Saturday and Sunday is TBD. So is it entirely possible that maybe Rick Hahn took a little gander over at ontapsports.com and said, hey, you know what? Maybe this fucking schlub on the internet, maybe he's onto something. Maybe I should get rid of this mid-card jabroni because, you know what? He's not doing anything to help this baseball team. So, Dallas, take your fucking ass Take your whiny little bullshit and go somewhere else because you ain't helping this team anymore. You're done. You're toast. You're cooked. Get lost. Nobody, nobody hates Dallas Keuchel more than NWA. <laughs> uh, but, you know, if Wet, if wet Butt 23 and Katy Perry's booty hole can break a trade, I think NWI Steve can influence Yeah, you can preface it. You can preface it for sure. There's things that have happened. Would I be able to add would I be able to add the title of influencer onto my profile on Twitter.com? 100%. If that actually happens and you don't hashtag influencer. If if you don't if you don't change your name to hashtag Rick Influencer, I will be disappointed. All right. All right, boys, uh, we are almost out of time for this episode. Let's get a pick-the-click for that Friday night game in Boston. You know what? I'm going to go Gavin Sheets. You talked about a short porch. Uh, you know, a guy that's beating the shift right now, needs to hit one out of the ballpark. There's not a better place. I'm going bait my baby boy, as you like to say, Steve. I'm going Gavin Sheets. Steve? I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take somebody I haven't taken yet this year. I'm going to go Josh Harrison, assuming he's in the lineup. Okay. All right, um, it's Nathan Neovaldi, ready on the mound. Uh, as I mentioned, it's something I'd like to see this weekend. Yasmani uh, with another home run to help break out of it. I think Fenway is a place to do it, as I mentioned, that short porch down the line. And he's got the power to just put it over that bullpen even, too. So uh, I'll go with Mr. Grandall uh, batting from the left side against right-hander Nathan Neovaldi. Stay on brand. Uh, yeah, 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 he has money. Um, I will be uh, rooting for it from down in Kentucky, down in Dixie. So. 
Boys, one last thought, and then let's wrap this baby up. Go to you. Three games in a row, winning streak. Keep this shit rolling. Let these boys get hot, baby. I love watching White Sox baseball. It's better when I get to share it with you guys, especially uh, during White Sox winners. Thanks for coming out tonight. We don't get to do this as much as we'd like to. Hopefully we get to do it more in the future. I, and three-way action I, on a I, school I night? Two nights in a row. Ooh. Two nights in a row. Three-way action on school nights. It's cool and tough. Love it. Yeah. Uh, boys, you, yeah, you guys hold the fort down uh, while I'm gone. Um, uh, other than that, we need our White Sox to, uh, I would say, take two of three. Uh, it would be the objective this weekend here, and that would put us on a good trajectory for uh, Steve's uh, navigating this gauntlet. Um, you can go check that out uh, if you want more on the White Sox upcoming gauntlet on tapsportsnet.com. Um, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. As always, uh, listeners, subscribers, followers, we love hearing your comments. Make sure you subscribe to ONCAP Sports and on YouTube so you can get your uh, comments posted up in here um, like we got from all of our guys. We love our returning commenters and new ones as well. So that being said, I only got three words. White Sox forever. White Sox forever. White Sox for life.